everybody, it is Sean from Throw the Flag. Just want to let you know we are taking a week off, um, and we will be back with new episodes uh, January 7th, I believe, next Tuesday. We are looking forward to a preview of the Tigers versus the Tigers, Clemson versus LSU in the national championship, as well as uh, giving you a little sneak peek about what is to come this offseason. I'm sure we'll bring back some old uh, segments from years past and introduce some new fun ones as well. Um, Just wanted to thank you for sticking with us as we begin our fourth year of the show, which is kind of nuts to think about. Um, We we enjoy doing this, and uh, we're, we're very thankful that that uh, we have you guys as listeners. So um, if you have any feedback on anything, you know, shoot us an email at throwtheflagnetwork at gmail.com or you can reach us on Twitter at TTF football. Um, TTF football? Throw T... Something like that. Um, I, I don't pretend to know anything about this actual network. So um, we are going to bring you an episode this week. It's just not a new one. Um, it is a, a favorite of ours. Um, it is something, uh, it's episode 76, which is actually um, one hour and 11 seconds long. So settle in. Um, this is uh, an episode in which uh, Sean and the Mats. Uh, cover a slapdash list from USA Today on the ton- 10 toughest places to succeed. Um, other things happen. Executively produced, as always, by Darren Kennard. Uh, Creel talks about toes a whole lot, which is really weird. Um, it's a fun episode, so settle in and hope you enjoy it. Sean. If Les Miles beats everybody but Alabama, I think he stays. Creel. Fuck Jolly Rancher. And <laughs> fuck Sour Apple. Hankins. Jesus Christ. We're going to lose this game. We're going to lose a game Stop from it. 2007. Somehow, we're going to blow this. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Damn, these are some good sun chips. I should buy these more often. Uh, Florida? 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 Now my daddy, my daddy coached the Dolphins. I don't know if I really like sushi or if I really like soy sauce. Ever heard of that Panther fan who growls at the YouTube video? Casey, then what about this? All I'm saying is that if you thought Johnny Depp was hot in the 80s, mm-hmm. you probably still think he's hot today. So, like, not not conventionally attractive, Johnny, like, crybaby Johnny Depp, but if you thought, like, man, Johnny Depp and Edward Scissorhands was dreamy, you're probably going to still think he's attractive in the Willy Wonka. Well, reason. he just kind of aged into being Edward Scissorhands. Right. That's his actual <laughs> appearance now. <laughs> Did they model Edward Scissorhands after Tim Burton's actual human body? They could have. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Hey, do you think if Johnny Depp was in a porn parody, it would be like Depp Impact? I was going to say Johnny Deep. Oh. Johnny Deep. Damn, that's much better. <laughs> but starring in Depp Impact. No, starring in Deep Impact. I was trying to work in a Morgan Freeman joke, but... Oh no, that we can't do that with this subject. That's too too real. Other, uh, I, I I will say Susanna Hoffs, uh, lead singer of the Bengals. Other eighty stars that are still yeah devastatingly attractive. Lori Laughlin from uh, Full yeah. House yeah, yeah, still yeah. has it, man. Woo. Oh my gosh, probably looks better now than she like did. she's got to be like eighty years old, right? <laughs> oh my god, she's probably she's probably like a like a hard like she's 50. probably fifty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Really wishing I'd, I didn't look up how old Tiffany Amber Theason actually was in, in Say by the Bell. Yeah, seasons like one, two, and three, she was like bordering 16 years. 16, 17. Very 18. ripe. As not a doll. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's not use. That like, really screws up the rewatches, doesn't it, guys? I feel like you, you know which words are going to get to me. <laughs> so ripe is on the list. Okay. Jesus. Wait, I'd, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 
I don't know if I'm looking at pictures of Laurie Laughlin then or now. Exactly. That's yeah. she's ageless. Wow. Timeless beauty. Yowzers. Timeless Can beauty. Can you imagine if, if she and John Stamos really had kids in real life? Those oh, kids man. would be like oh, gods God. and goddesses, man, because he's still got it going on. <laughs> They'd be old enough for us to have this conversation about by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what they say? Greek doesn't Greek, Greek's always on fleek. Squeak. Greek on fleek. <laughs> Greek on okay. fleek, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Greek don't squeak. Episode 76 of Throw the Flag. It's our Philadelphia basketball team episode. All right. 76. Um, whatever the WNBA team is. Villanova. I think they're the soul. Philadelphia soul. Yeah. That seems familiar. I know. I, the Soul are the Arena Football League team? Yeah. Because oh, that was the one on... John Bon Jovi has. Yeah, in the real world, I think they interned there when they were in Philly, like in 2003 or so. I know the DC team is the Mystics. Been to a couple of those games. Can, ah. can you be, imagine how, how bummed out you would be if, you know, you had saw Real World Miami or whatever, and you're like, yeah, this is going to be great, and then you hear... You're cast for real world, but it's in Philadelphia. Yep, and you get November to early February <laughs> in your stay there. And everyone you talk to is going to say the word water. Oh, God. A lot of my friends like the city of Philadelphia. Um, I've only been to up there for Army-Navy football games. Did you get a cheesesteak? Yeah, Philly! I got a cheesesteak that did not taste authentic, but was still $17 at uh, Philadelphia, <laughs> Philadelphia Soldier Field yeah. Veterans Stadium. Yeah, Soldier Field, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? You calling Soldier Field for? What the fuck's wrong with you? That's not what we call it. It's called Veterans Field. We come down here and watch Eagles Super Bowl champion, fucking asshole. They do have Dirty Mouse up there. It's true. They don't like opposing fans. <laughs> and a Super Bowl trophy. Yep. And a, Let's go out on a houseboat and water and drink smoke. A team you of... You got some Cokes or something? Let's drink Coke. And just a team of woke football players. They are very woke. Woke AF. They mm-hmm. are woke as hell. Episode 76, Throw the Flag. <laughs> we're getting closer to football since we're actually... College football since we're actually talking about the sport. Um... Hank, is any 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 stupid news of the week? Uh, it's been all quiet on the Western Front. Um, I did read a story that that is why is there a pipeline for punters from Columbia U to the SEC East? Which I thought again, everybody's in preseason. That mode. is the most. That is the most in the weeds college bo- football That's bullshit there, I've ever right, read. Dude. And I will ask you right now to send me that link so I can read that. Link. <laughs> It's pretty weak. Spent, it's just like spend, about two people that transferred from Columbia that were punters. That's it. The but. the um I think the only memories I have of punters are the Colquitt dynasty. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin and I don't know two other ones. Who, I think Britain was Britain. Britain one? I think was one. They all went through Tennessee and then went to the pros. Yeah, but they should have some kids that are like you know. 10 or 11 years old, sure. so 7 or 8 years from now, everyone's going to be creaming over those cold Oh my weights. god. Really ripe. Really ripe, yep. Um, and, of course, Alabama legend Lane Bearden, yeah. who tore his ACL on a punt and then made a tackle. Uh, on same said play. Yeah, and on the, played on the, the rest of the play. season. Yeah. Poor guy. That was, uh, there was a... There was a Jacksonville Jaguar punter who cut himself with an axe in the locker room <laughs> on purpose like was the probably season shaving. going that bad <laughs> like, well, they, they, probably shaving the, the coach had brought in an axe to demonstrate that they were just going to keep chopping wood oh, um, as a motivational tool mm-hmm. hold the line and, uh, the, the punter boat, was, chop the wood mm-hmm. <laughs> the punter was chopping with the axe one day and I guess he thought it was a football and swung his leg up to meet the axe and cut his damn leg He's, if you're a punter right that's the one thing you don't want to monkey around with. Like you can, there's literally every other part of your body is fair game. If you're punters, Tina Turner or Jennifer Lopez, you protect those legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh no, Jennifer Lopez had her butt in short. I think you're thinking of Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight. She Man, had those. This legs. show gets more Mary Hart references yeah. <laughs> than she any really other does. show. But they were insured by Lloyd's of London. Say bam. Mm-hmm. Am I right, guys? <laughs> So do you think when like he was getting freaky in bed and like oh, Lay's God. like, hey, let me mess around with that foot, and he's like, uh-uh, 
Above Let the ankle, baby. Let me mess around with that foot. Only above the ankle, baby. You think he puts that out there? You know how girls be saying, let me mess around with that foot. Yeah. What does... That's good. I like you guys. You know, it's like the, the old timey swimsuits, like ankle above. That's the rule. Yeah, sure. He, has, he got one of those signs from like New Jersey in the twenties that says "ankles and above," and he points to that sign. What? You know, New Jersey, the boardwalk. You know, that's where all the swimsuits were. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Atlantic no City. No shot. He'd be trying mm-hmm. to mess around with your foot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some foot stuff. <laughs> oh my god well, he's already got this this checkered history of the axe so sure he, he's got a i'm sure it's written in his contract like hey no no foot stuff. foot stuff no foot stuff mm-hmm. well no props and no foot stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh recently usa today published a list of the top about the freakiest places to play football <laughs> about foot stuff about the top 10 <laughs> Uh, hardest places to win in college football. Of course, I opened this thinking it was going to be the same old article that, like, oh, it's really hard to win at Alabama or at, at Auburn. LSU, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it is the hardest places to actually succeed as a head coach. Oh, oh, oh well, when you said this, itself. I assumed. You think they would title I it a little it was bit the better. Old one. You would think college yeah. football writers hardest would actually title it. Hardest places to have success. That's a much better. Time. Our headline writer extraordinaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the headlines uh, that you guys? Uh, oh, Colin Sexton, Alabama. Uh, uh, <laughs> Colin all caps. Col- yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Al- Alabama, uh, the, the greatest basketball player Alabama's ever had, has uh, got picked by the Cavs. Um, number ten on this list was Washington State, which I think is. I mean, you know, you look at the coaches that have been there, and it. Does it, it really does demonstrate how low Alabama was at the time <laughs> yes. to choose a yes. coach from Washington State? Yeah, but when at the time, and they hadn't hadn't had much great success ever before, ever since. Mike Price did take him to the Rose Bowl, which was quite true. It's the feather in the hat, but that's the only feather in that hat. Because what are they defining winning as? Like. Yeah, what are these criteria? This uh, this was not written by Matt Creel, so this is not all about them rings. <laughs> all about the rings, baby. A recent conversation on the Football Four podcast with Dan Wilkin touched on Washington State coach Mike Leach's Big Daddy Dan, Dan Woke, yeah, eventful Father's Day, which began with his tweet of an edited video of former President Barack Obama, and somehow got more surreal from there. Tucked into that larger conversation was a question. Aren't Washington State and Texas Tech Leach's stops as head coach two of the toughest place to win on the Power Five level? That's true. Mm. Winning with the Cougars and the Red Raiders isn't nearly as easy as doing the same at Washington or Texas, for example. Today's top ten list takes a deeper dive into that topic. What are the hardest places to win consistently on the Power Five level of the football, uh, the FBS? So they don't they don't list any actual metrics on how they came to this list. But I think it's just, you know, demonstrated over the last sure, 20, 25 sure. years. I think it's just pure wins and losses. Gotcha. Gotcha. So number 10 is Washington State. I mean, there's no real uh, no real recruiting base. Um, you know, they beat USC last year. They, they go rip shit insane, and then they, you know, fizzle out <laughs> for the rest of the season. Um, I think it's just hard to recruit there generally because it's a small town. Probably very hard to get to. Probably rains all the time. It's cold. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, mean, is Pullman any worse than Eugene or that other place in Oregon or any of those places over there? Portland? Yeah. Portland? They don't have a good college football team either. Well, well, (laughs) Pullman's in Washington, so it's two different states. Okay. Oh, 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 my bad. Excuse me. I, I forgot that regionally the, the Pacific Northwest was essentially the same <laughs> with the teams in the Pac twelve North. My bad. Would you would you appreciate we it, this argument? Would you appreciate it if someone <laughs> compared Tuscaloosa to Biloxi? Hey, pull out the map. The latitude and longitude matters. Pull out that map. <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh this is gonna be a running thing that you guys are gonna give me shit for. 
when you know full disclosure i i uh oh i was about to say no seattle oregon's a totally i mean that's a big city <laughs> That is my point, is everywhere in the Pac-12 North is essentially the same ge- geographically and climate-wise and has the same access to the same people. The difference being Washington's in Seattle and then Oregon is in uh, Eugene, but they've got Nike money. That is my point, that it's essentially the same for all those schools, save for Washington. And by all those schools, you just mean the other two schools. Where's Oregon State? Uh, Corvallis. Oh God! Right. Uh, yeah, I don't. So even again, know that a small, a small Pacific Northwest town, um, without a lot of winning history, and and but they did. You know, they they had a couple years run where they were pretty good. Well, I think it's you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I think it's uh, you know, you look at Washington. They've actually experienced success certainly in the past thirty years. You look at Washington State. That is not the case. You look at Oregon, they've definitely experienced success in the last 15 years. Uh, Oregon State, I guess they've always been one Stephen Jackson away from a 10-win season. Yeah, and didn't, you know, they beat USC or during one of their big years or something like that. Yeah, so... I, I mean, I'm just saying that, you, that Washington State does not stand out to me as being any more difficult than most of the schools in the Pac-12. Well, thank God we got nine more teams yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm scratching that. Uh, that. So we hadn't even hit one in my personal list yet. <laughs> well, we're talking about hard-assed, not like, is it... I mean, I'm, I would put South Carolina on this list, but, you know. Yeah, I think that's going to get to the bigger point of my argument is I think that competition starts to play in more in my mind than uh, geographical hardships... Sure. Well, number nine on this list is Mike Leach's previous school, <laughs> Texas Tech. This is Tech. just a pure Mike Leach, like, hard-on article. Well, it, I, it starts out I with, will guarantee you the other eight teams will will not be places Mike Leach will have Probably coached. places he's been. I bet you Kentucky's on this list. It's like all Mike Leach cream fest. Kentucky's number eight. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> The pro- I think what we're saying here is that any list is bunk unless we did it Agreed. because we put Agreed. forth the research, the effort, the structure, the format. We tell you the metrics right up front. But not we the actual work to craft the actual list. Right, right, right. No, 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 no. Why would That's that, that's up to the listener, man. I don't want to force my opinions on the listener. I just want to guide them. <laughs> But please, Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, it's hard to win because people are constantly throwing flour tortillas at you. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's in, hard to win in that environment. It's in Texas. I don't know if Lubbock is the easiest place in the in a recruiting rich state to recruit. It's not really near Dallas. Not really near Houston. It's way out west. Yeah, it's way west and way north. Um, can we stop and have that discussion quickly? We're pulling out the map again. Long is that what we're doing? Well, generally speaking, and and I fall into the trap just like anybody else, but, like, we all kind of take that as as gospel, that, oh, man, it's hard to recruit to small-town X. But Tuscaloosa's small-town X, Auburn is small-town X, Starkville's small-town X. Let me get out of the SEC for somebody who rides down over there. Um, Ann Arbor's not a big, fancy place. Columbus is a larger place, but it's not a destination city. I mean, by that logic, it should be Miami- um, uh, TCU, uh, Georgia Tech. You know, it should be places in large metropolises that have the best college football, and often that's not the case. Well, you're listing you're listing massive powerhouses that are in like the top ten winningest programs of all time that are also in small towns. So, like, but how did you? That's the thing, though. How do they get to that point if if ge- if geography is this difficult thing, like? Tuscaloosa was always Tuscaloosa. Ann Arbor was always Ann Arbor. Um, These are both schools that that have been successful for 70 years. Right. I I don't think we'll ever crack it. But they started at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Probably probably during a different time when there were only like 
40 teams. And you had to get on that railroad. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, I, I, I do understand what you're trying to say. Like, you know, Tuscaloosa has wasn't once New York City, but I'm saying that, right. you know, I, I, I think that, you know, yes, they, they had to start somewhere, but at the same time, there were probably, there was probably a lot less competition and maybe there probably wasn't that much of an emphasis on where you go to school. Or where you're going then, to live okay, for four years. But, uh, all right, that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But then why why does TCU struggle to get players? I think I think there's just too much competition around there. It's the same reason why South Carolina does. I think we'll never answer this question of what came first, <laughs> the chicken or the egg. Did the city make the university? Oh, the chicken. Or did the university wait a sec? <laughs> who laid the egg? Point, you know, yeah. <clears throat> what do you mean who made the egg? Like, the chicken did. Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's all. <laughs> I just feel like we wait we wait that too heavily. I, I just feel like it's an argument that we don't really flesh out. No, but I get there, it. There's I, a word I'm, I do. Specious. Specious. That's the word I'm looking for, is that it is specious to say, oh, you can't get players to come to X. I think that there's so many players now, period, that are just looking for anything that's D1, that that gets out in the wash. Yeah. Um, I, I I think it probably means less. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a uh, it's it's definitely. I don't think it, it's like a one size fit all uh, criteria for you know a large swath of players. We talked about on the show a couple weeks ago how. You know, is it going to be difficult for Tennessee ever to get recruits ever again? Send them to East Knoxville or uh, East East Tennessee when you know the team hasn't been that successful since these players, since any top flight players have been, were born. Um, you know, is like is UCF going in Orlando going to find going to get the same caliber players as Tennessee moving forward in the next five ten years? Um, with the national championship, you're gonna you're gonna get a boost in recruiting. But please go on with the list. I've got you painted on the goddamn cop cars. <laughs> Texas Tech, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, and I think we're kind of focusing on recruiting only because. But I mean, you know, that's where it starts. But I would agree with Hankins that I would probably place more emphasis on the competition. And with Texas Tech. You know the the big uh, the Big Twelve's been down, you know mm-hmm, certainly mm-hmm. for the past ten years. But mm-hmm. you know you still have to play major teams like Oklahoma, Texas, and you know depending on what division you're in. Um, moving on to the third stop that uh, Mike Leach has been. Yeah, this this <laughs> list is just a media blitz. So when people Google Mike Leach, they get this article and not his r- crazy rants on Twitter. <sighs> this is just to bury that lead. I hate it when they bury mm. That's what it is. It is, 100%. Definitely. Uh, Kentucky is, you know, you've had coaches that aren't terrible. Rich Brooks was not a terrible coach. No. I don't think Joker Phillips was a terrible coach. Joke's on you. Oh, shit. Um, you know, this is the, this is a place Bill Curry was at. Uh, Bear Bryant is the winningest coach at the school. Um, Kentucky will pay Mark Stoops four million dollars in 2018, which is the seventh highest in the league. Mm. He is 12 and 28 overall in, in the SEC in Lexington. Ooh, damn. Yeah, that, that's the sad damn. thing is the program wants to invest in the football because basketball will always be number one on the call sheet football and whatever else is way 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 down yeah as far as like generating t-shirt sales all that stuff the, the university is for basketball football is something to do in the saturdays fall. are for the boys yeah how, how did florida do it florida won like th- three or four national championships in three sure, years sure, in basketball sure. and football and I, I think it's it's one of the things is, i guess you have to invest and just hope you you hit yeah and i think that they think mark stoops yeah. is the guy yeah and unfortunately, just the record the, hasn't translated yet. And I think they're going to hold out and just say, "Hey, we're just going to give for once, uh, give some, give a chance for somebody for ten years, maybe, and we'll see what happens." Yeah, and I think the bigger point is 
college athletics comes down, quite frankly, to one thing. If you wanted to point to one thing that it that matters in winning, it's strictly coaching. Foot stuff. Florida, Florida happened to have Urban Meyer and Billy Donovan at the school at the same time. Right. That's how you win championships in both. Um, so let me let me phrase that. Let me let me um, put these parentheses around this list. Okay. Have we named any school that you don't think Urban Meyer could have won at yet? Oh yeah, I agree. The, the same thing could be said. You just you put in one of the top five coaches in NCAA football, and they could go in there and within three years get them to ten wins. So I think you're yeah. right, Hankins. These aren't hard places to win. They just have to get the right person there. Yeah, which they is always hired the right coach. Right, yet. right, right. Um, we can move on up the list. Number seven is Iowa State from the Big Twelve. Now I remember a year ago we did our draft of NCAA teams and we had our our own little like fantasy divisions and whatnot. And Iowa State, when I ranked all of the programs, ranked dead last for me as far as like football prowess, uh, money coming into the program, uh, enrollment, and uh, just. The wow factor for that university just isn't there as far as football goes. So it doesn't surprise me to see Iowa State on the list. Um, it, they, they are just a middling sort of team that will do no better than six or seven wins. So what do you think, Hankins? This is the first one on the list that I think is legitimately difficult. Agreed. Agreed. I think everything works against them in that they are they're miscast in the league that they're in. Yep. Um, there is a larger state school that is in a more appropriate league that's, right. that's doing a, that, that has a consistently good coach, not a great coach, but definitely a good one. Um, they, like you said, there's no, there's no buzz around the program. There's really not a big touchstone to point to and say, Hey, we did this once. What can we do to get back to that? They've just always been there in the middle and they're in what? Ames, Iowa. Ames? Are they in Ames? They are um, Ames. The other one's Ames, in Iowa City. Iowa. Um, and the other one's in Iowa City. And I know I just made the, the not geographic. I, I don't mean that for recruiting. Just like it probably sucks to be in Ames, Iowa. Um, and everybody who's there is can't wait to move to Chicago. You right. would not believe the, <laughs> the level of uh, alumni base in the city of Chicago from Iowa State. It is essentially a feeder, which kind of explains why it's hard to get anything generated because them cats are gone as soon as they graduate, and it is Chicago then. I'm sure they're just giving money to Northwestern on principle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Iowa State's where Gene Tizza came from, which I, I think I think it's important to kind of divide the – it's not necessarily hard for coaches mm, – it's hard to win while you're there. You know, because we're going to see a couple other schools where you have, you know, coaches who went on to actually succeed other places. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I I can name. I think Seneca Wallace is the only player that I can ever name from <laughs> Iowa. State. And I don't remember what sport he played. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Antoine R- Randall L, but no, that's. Nope, that's Indiana. That's the other I red team. Uh, Number six, a place that I don't think uh, Mike Leach has ever been either. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Could be wrong. Which I might actually flip this. I might put this one as way ahead. Uh, Number six is Kansas. (sighs) See, I don't... (sighs) The the evidence certainly says yes. Kansas is very difficult to win at, but I don't know why. I know they're. I don't. Why why can't they be at least Kentucky? They're a basketball school primarily, certainly. And um, you can trick people and say that you're moving to Manhattan. Hey, you. That's oh, Kansas no, this State. Is Lawrence. Ah, fuck. Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> that's Rock Chalk Jayhawk KU. But yeah, I mean, they, Kansas is probably and been, they've got a cool fucking chant. I just believe that if you had a stadium of people chanting Rock Chalk Jayhawk, you can win some football games. Kansas, I just believe it. Kansas has been the probably the worst team in the in the sport for the past eight years. In the Power Five. Yeah. Right. But I do think that you can be successful there. And Mark Mangino, before he was fired, uh, was because they went to the Orange Bowl. They went like 12-1 and one, one year. So yeah. I think this is – I think it's, it's, it's just another basketball school where you get the right person, you have – a series of 
you know, some some good fortune. I think it can happen. They weren't terrible in the '90s for a year they, or two. Yeah, they no. You know, it, it's it's not terrible. I think I still have Iowa State. I think is harder than Kansas because I think you can sell having a good basketball team is a sell because you can have those former Kansas players come donate money to the athletic department and what is it give about high fives schools and, with good with top flight basketball programs like Kentucky like Kansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan was both was good in both basketball yeah. and football in the '90s. Yeah, and Florida in the 2000s, and it, it can happen. You you can have success in both. I guess it's just hard to to get them both running at the same high level at the exact same time. So, yeah, you know, not everybody. That's can, sports, baby. That is sports, baby. Uh, number five, which I'm certain is Manhattan, Kansas State. Which I don't, I don't agree with those at all. Pretty, man. I don't agree with this. They go bowl every lives. year. Boo! <laughs> this is Mike. I think Mike Leach is. Uh, this is classic Mike. Mike Leach going crazy. The purple. I think purple sells, man. Um, it, I mean, I think Kansas State certainly matters. I, I equate like Kansas State to Texas A and M. They're not the the state na- national brand. But to the people in Kansas State, in Manhattan, they matter. Um, and I think the program is supported well. And, you know, they they have the oldest coach in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And he's got, <laughs> he has them okay. Shit, they were ranked number one a couple of times. I They've s- had a couple uh, – Bishop was a talent there. I don't know. I'm going to look it up real quick. I think Leach, Leach was an assistant with Kansas State in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised if we found that Mike I mean, Leach were, was, it was on it's staff. A, it's a coaching tree. I think there were a bunch of guys that came through there. Yeah, I'm sure. So. Snyder probably has the largest coaching tree. <laughs> Just about and you're talking about his dick. <laughs> what? Largest coaching tree. Largest footstuff coaching tree. Indiana is number four, where I'm certain Antoine Randall played. 100%. Hmm. That's that's another one that that for for me, it feels like Iowa State, and I can't put my finger on why. I mean, I, clearly they can succeed in basketball, and I just believe if you can succeed in one sport, then that means it's not that tough already. Yeah. Because um, I think that it takes a lot to get it right. But again, it was we're we're sort of saying Indiana's good at basketball because of. That crazy guy whose name is escaped, Bobby Knight, because of Bobby Knight, what um, and ha- not a whole lot since then. What do you have to do as a as a uh, athletic program to have a critically acclaimed movie made about your program? <laughs> mm. Well, like if they if if Hollywood made a made a movie about Alabama right now, it would be horrible. Yeah, yeah. The first thing you need to do is recruit. Um, Guys who um, are gym rats, um, have uh, good hustle, uh-huh. uh, work hard, white have people. a good motor. You mean white people? Um, <laughs> that's why Hoosiers is regarded much better than, say, Sunset Park or Blue Chips. Um, or what was the story about the... White guys. What was the movie uh, came out in like the mid-2000s about a... It was a white Texas basketball coach with all black players. Oh, it was the um, uh, it's the UTEP story, West Texas. I can't remember the, the name West, of the movie. It's the West Texas story. I can't remember the name of the movie either. I'm sure it was very. I'm sure the title was a single word and very powerful. I, I, like think, I, think, or I think it was actually probably like Coach whatever his name is, which is <laughs> awesome because they named it after the white guy. Yeah, and not the players. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Glory Road. I knew Glory that is what Road. Was part of it, yeah. Road. It wasn't Coach Carter. Um, <laughs> it wasn't John Don Carter. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, so that's that's the answer to that question, Sean. By the way, Jim Rats. This list has been uh, put together by uh, Paul Meyerberg. Are you talking about the list of movies with Carter in the title? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Coming in at number three, Get Carter by <laughs> Starry Sylvester. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, Indiana, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult. Uh, I am, 
I mean, it doesn't seem that tough, though. I mean, I just don't I mean, pay shit, him. just this past season, if they had, if, if the games had only been one half long, they'd have been, like, undefeated. They, they would have probably won the national championship. They had very good first halves, and then things would fall apart on them. So this, I, this list is, is so slapdash and so hastily put together, it seems like, because I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. Rutgers is not on this list. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, the ingredient to win at Rutgers is be Greg Schiano. That's all question. you need. <laughs> is Illinois on this list? Illinois is not on this list. Because we all know when Lovey Smith unceremoniously <laughs> gets dismissed. Dishonorably discharged? Yes. This program has a 30-year stain on it because of him. So it's going to be... <laughs> like moving forward? Oh, or moving forward. Okay. Moving forward and really? moving backward. Yeah. Really? So 60, 60. 60 years. It's a window. A hard window that no one will be able to open. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're not on the list. Well, they did get to the Rose Bowl twice in the 2000s, but... It can't happen, but you got out of the right coach, and he ain't the right coach. Apparently not. Jesus. Mm. Um... One one other thing, uh, if, if I if I could go back to Kentucky very briefly. Yep, reverse. Uh, so M- Mark, said nobody ever. <laughs> Mark Stoops uh, will will earn four million dollars next year. Like I said, he's twelve and twenty eight overall in the SEC. But in his five seasons as head coach, he is he has twenty seven wins. Imagine more than half of your wins coming from out of conference. Yeah, he either goes against the bums that they play four and zero and three and one every year. They every now and then they lose to Louisville. That's that's nuts. Yeah, and still he is almost halfway to tying Bear Bryant. So Bear Bryant won sixty <laughs> games in Lexington, and he is the second winningest coach. Mm. Mark Stoops is mm-hmm. interesting with twenty seven wins. Ouch. Number three is Duke, which I. Would put it number ten, I think. I think it's okay it's, to put him on, put to put Duke on this I agree. list. But I like, think it, that Duke is just a different animal. Any any school where the academic uh, requirements are that high, it's going to be hard to get a, a team of eighty five kids that yes. are that can meet those yes. requirements can, and don't get injured and you know are good are yeah. good quality people to play against Florida State and Clemson and Miami and you're saying that it's easier to get wins. six or seven on a basketball agreed a hundred percent that's why you can I, hustle yeah. up you can hustle up the twelve best smart kids that can also play basketball right um, but and you know if you're Duke basketball you get to pick those twelve kids from literally everywhere yes. in the mm-hmm. world yeah. so yeah Duke Duke feels a little difficult to me because the gap is so big between, like, <sighs> Kentucky clearly is an excellent basketball program, but I don't think that the the gap between Kentucky basketball and Kentucky football is as big as the gap between Duke basketball no, no, and yeah, Duke football. Agreed. Yeah. Like, it's a chasm. It, it, like, even Alabama, who is the college football program, the gap between the two programs is not as big as Duke. Like, Correct. Duke is – is massive. David Cutcliffe has won a division title. Right. He's finished yeah. in the top 25. Yeah. He's had four winning seasons. He's been there for a while, but sure. like he's had four winning seasons. Um, you know, Duke has to find a coach like David Cutcliffe who is going to stay there despite, you know, try, getting wooed away yeah. Uh, yeah. by Tennessee and, you know, stuff like that. But... I mean, we've talked about how he is probably the perfect fit for that school. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's... if You know, he's never going to get fired. He's never, you know, unless they go 0-12, you know, four consecutive years or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But everybody loves him there. And, or a scandal or something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is one of those situations where I would put him at 10 probably just because, hey, it's Duke football. Right. But... <laughs> It's, but but I, Sean, mean, I think you just I think you just pointed out the formula. Um, we talked earlier about could Urban Meyer win at any of those places, and certainly he could, but he wouldn't stay there because a bigger school would come calling. That would be the counter argument to that. But right. um, Houston Nutt ain't doing anything. He's just cashing settlement money. Um, there are guys, you know, Ed Orgeron, had he not got the LSU job permanently, would have been a perfect candidate for a school like that. A guy who's who who bombed out 
at the big time, but it's still a good football coach who can coach him up real, real good yeah. and go steal a recruit or two. Those guys are perfect for every school on this list. If if every yeah, school sure. on this list hired Houston Nutt, I think that they would be consistently in a bowl game and they would the now. They'd have to, they'd have to beef up the compliance department. Faux show, <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, you know, wild man Hugh Freeze. If somebody wanted to go grab him, and and he coached at one of these schools, and it was just he said, you know what, we're going to make this the greatest program it can be. If if Lane Kiffin, who I certainly don't think will be staying, but if he stayed at that wackadoodle school he's at, <laughs> he's a perfect candidate to win sure. in one of those places yeah. and just be satisfied with it. But you catch a guy on the downside of his career who's still got 10, 12 years left Less in him. Miles. You can do this. Less Miles. That dude's too old. Oh, my old. God, too Sean, old. you're so right. Bust. Like, any of these, Bust miles. Any of these teams mm-hmm. could get Les Miles. Mm-mm. They could. They could. If Les Miles went to Iowa State, I think that they would be a consistent 8-9 win program, and every other year they'd punch somebody in the face who didn't expect to get punched in the face but by them. Do you know how easy it is to make a bowl – just win, just win six games. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes, Sometimes five. five. <laughs> and, That's true. And you know, if you know, we we saw this with Florida State. Sometimes your out of conference FCS opponents don't, or maybe do, or definitely don't. But then they definitely do count towards your bowl eligibility. Right. <laughs> but the it's 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 so. I mean, five wins. Creel talks about how any one of us could play on the Cavs and win win. More titles than LeBron, which sure. I heartily disagree with. But the um, not on these knees. I genuinely think any one of us could coach a a FBS team and make a bowl. I don't disagree. If you told me that I didn't have to recruit and I just got to come in and watch film all week, draw up some plays, give a kick ass speech before the game and at halftime, and I think I could get us up five times for it. And go go six and seven, lose your bowl, and still make like nine hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> hey, you know what? Fine, you twisted my arm. I'll do it. <laughs> right now, we're telling you right now, Ames, Iowa. All three of us will get on a plane. We will move to Ames, Iowa. We'll split the nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. On the plane ride over, we'll figure out who's going to be head coach, OC, and DC. $900,000 a year. Shit. Yeah. Are y'all willing to split that money? Are y'all yeah, willing sure. to just yeah. take a base yeah. level 900000 split Absolutely. it three ways? Absolutely. And we turn this program around? Yeah. Let's launch the campaign, folks. I'll Let's do, get it going. I'll do a little bit of recruiting. I just want whoever Lovey Smith is targeting. Just give me those names. I'll flip those kids. <laughs> it will not be that hard. Does it? It will not be hard. We'll, we'll get 10, 10 might, kids that go to Illinois to come to us. It might have to be a different team than Iowa State because don't they have a – they like they, their coach. Yeah, they went they to a bowl last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Kansas. How about Kansas? He's like a then? super young dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll flip to oh, Kansas. Dude. How about Illinois? We're going to Kansas? Yeah, no, get us to Illinois. Chicago, oh, baby. You said Illinois. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I think we could do it. The three of us, as a, a three man sort of committee, we could do it. Who's going to field the press conference questions? Because clearly you? it can't be me. You. Mm-mm, you, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. you know how much hot water we'd be. Wait, in? if one person, yeah, I'll I'll be the I'll be the damage control public affairs. I'll also, <laughs> one third head coach. Do, uh, do you? I mean, I th- I think it has to be you. I think you would your press conferences alone would get recruits in. Uh, you're not wrong. Uh, you're you're probably not wrong in that. I get us a fucking Timberland sponsorship. I can tell you that right now. We'd be the first, <laughs> the first college football program to wear Timberlands on Saturdays. It would be amazing. <laughs> on that alone, would they be actual the color functional cleats, or would they actually be Timberlands boots? They'd be six inch premium waterproof Timberland boots with cleats just affixed to the bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Our legs are going to be so strong. (laughs) (laughs) Carnage in Ames, Iowa today as half of these cyclones broke their goddamn ankles. Oh, no. Not in Timberlands, baby. We're going to be fine. Dude, there's not going to be any conditions we're not going to be ready to play in. Mm, Very true. Very true. I'm ready to do this press conference right now. Uh, Yes, it is out-of-the-box thinking. Yes, 
it is unconventional, but I'm here to tell you right now, as a man who spent every day of his life for the last decade in nothing but a pair of Timberlands, I can promise you this. <laughs> our guys will be better prepared to deal with any terrain, any inclement condition. You can go take the biggest programs in this country, and I guarantee you right now, in two years after watching what our guys do in these Timberland boots, they will be ready to convert. So you can believe it. It started right here in Lawrence, Kansas. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, Timberland. Thank you. I oh, there's more questions. What? Yeah, sure. Yes, we got blew out. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Coach, my uh, my original question was about the actual score of the football game. I actually mentioned, nowhere in my question was uh, footwear mentioned. Um, so if you could, again, address uh, how uh, you went for it on every 4th and 30, uh, which was a lot. <laughs> because you do not it's understand true. football we- at all. We we had a number of you four no down and thirty. It's right? almost as if you've um, only played football video games before this season. Uh, look, what which I, I don't know what publication you work for, um, <laughs> but at but at the publication that we call the University of Kansas Rock Chalk Jayhawk Timberland, that's the official title now. We we had to sign over some some naming rights. Um, but here, what we teach is never giving up. Um, and I look at punting as surrender. Um, so if you want a team that is led by a coward and coached like they were, coach these players like they were cowards, then yeah, I will I will gladly point you to Manhattan, Kansas. Right <laughs> um, but if you want to cover some guys who go out there with heart, effort, and and belief in their teammates every single down, then you're looking at the right place at the University of Kansas, Rock Chop Rock Chop Jayhawk Timberland. Um, a fourth and thirty is, are just numbers on a board to us. Because I'm here to tell you right now, every time we line up and snap the ball is first and goal. That's how we believe. Next. <laughs> I don't know why on this show we have not had Matt Hankins' fake press conference of the week. Because you clearly have the experience walking around your house talking to yourself. Without a doubt. Without we have discussed on this show how you've how you've driven your family crazy, mm-hmm. giving answers, then pausing for journalist questions in your head, not articulating mm-hmm. them out loud, mm-hmm. and then answering mm-hmm. the next question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're not wrong. Maybe we'll knock one of those. We'll, we'll try to knock one of those up. We'll, we'll start doing that during the season. We'll take some some fucking terrible thing. And it's, if I was the coach of that team, maybe, how would I handle this press conference? Maybe it's a Patreon thing. Um, which, I'm by the way, if you want access to those those sweet sweet Patreon deals, you can become a Patreon uh, uh, supporter of ours at Patreon.com/ttf. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Dot com slash TTF. Even though it's been six hours, we're finally going to move on to number two. Number two. Which <laughs> Creole had talked about um, schools with higher than average academic standards. Uh, Hankins had talked about coaches that are likely to, if you achieve even a modicum of success, you're likely to move on to bigger and better things. Vanderbilt has both of these at number two. Ah. An extreme lack of historic success, under 500 overall as a program. Uh, They are 92nd in the nation in career winning percentage. And more than 200 games under 500 in SEC play. Man. I, I can't argue that Vanderbilt's tough to win at. I'd love to. They're they're also in a state that's not their own. Um, you know, the, the big right. state school certainly dominates. Um, they're in a state that's not a fertile recruiting ground um, that is picked over by everyone else. Yeah, Creel, I think Vanderbilt's a, a legitimately tough place to win. Um, I, I agree. It's it's just the the same sort of arguments and discussion we've had is definitely hard to win there with all the the competition alone is just cutthroat with. Uh, SEC just being very dominant, the and they've always been on the bottom anyway, and it's hard to, to crack up to the top. And then you throw in the academic re- requirements, and then you throw in the fact that, hey, they did get a good coach in James Franklin, and then he left whenever – and who can blame him? Uh, Vanderbilt couldn't pay him as much. So sure. it's just too much to, to really breed – Anything better than a bowl game once every three or four years. For the top, you know, we talked about uh, with our Haas of Hosses series, you know, we talked about 
the past 25, 26, 27 years being, you know, when we really started watching, paying attention, becoming aware of everything that's going on in college football, except for me, because I don't really watch the sport, but with, <laughs> with, with Vanderbilt, if Vanderbilt beat you, that ruined your season. You got fired. That was called yeah. for firing. I mean, I remember Auburn had, I forget which year it was, but uh, when Auburn was having a particularly unsuccessful season and they ended it or or Vanderbilt beat them that year. I think it was Tuberville's last year, like in 2008. And that was just the cherry on the, yeah. on, the, on, the, on the top for, mm-hmm. for an Alabama fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Vanderbilt beat Tennessee something like two out of three years, right. that was, I mean... At the time, Alabama. No, that's fans. current, right? That is a current streak that exists. Oh yeah, I forgot. Tennessee did not win. <laughs> Tennessee was zero and nine in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I agree with Vanderbilt being on the list. Now, is it harder than say Iowa State or Kansas? I'd say I'd yes. Say still, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's harder because there's with Iowa State or Kansas at least the the powers in the area are a little further away from you. True. Um, yeah. But with fucking with Vanderbilt, man, you're recruiting against everybody else. And, I mean, like there's superpowers all over the place. And then there are, you know, menial powers in the, in the big 10 that are right up there next to you. So yeah, it, it feels legitimately tough. And the thing that they have that Kansas or that Iowa state didn't have is crazy academic standards to boot. Yeah. Well, I think like that's a tough one. Vanderbilt might be at the top of my list. Yeah, I could see that. I want to see who's at the top of this. It's one, either though. it's either Vandy or Rutgers for me. Who did Mike Leach and all his craziness put at the top of his list in this kind of weird media diversion tactic? So people don't Google his name and see that he he locked up Craig James's kid in the closet and that he's crazy on Twitter. Who does he have at number one? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Number one is a team that we. By the way, I I think a lot of times when when you give very good sound like that, my my face looks like I'm annoyed. Oh, I think you're I think you're doing a great job. Is that your O face? That's is that my what you're re- me? that's my resting bitch face. Oh, okay, all right. Oh my god. <laughs> Number one is a team that we kind of talked about at the beginning of this segment, which <clears throat> seems like it's gone on forever. Do you remember when I said we could do this in twenty thirty minutes? Uh, Oregon State. We never Oregon State is number one. Oh, I did it! I was, <laughs> I was shouted down by just... my podcast mates because I dared to bring up Oregon State because Boo. they thought that I thought that they were in Washington. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this list. It's a bad list. This is Mike Leach. He just wants some negative recruiting. He's like, "Did you see this list? Did you this... see this list? You want to go to Oregon State? Look at this list." I'm sorry. I, mi- I mispronounced the author of this article. It was actually uh, Like Meach. Some guy named Mike, <laughs> Mike Meach wrote this. Um, Mike Riley. He didn't have much success, but he was okay. Didn't do great. Yeah. Again, another school from the Pacific Northwest that Alabama tried to get in the early 2000s. Yeah, we, we <laughs> love those packed North coaches. But Dennis Erickson was there. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The and B- Dennis Erickson fits my mold of guy on the downside that you thought would have turned it around, so maybe Oregon State is <laughs> accurate. By the way, was Dennis Erickson a fluke? Because he didn't do shit at the 49ers either. He was a fluke. He walked well, into Miami and just everything was... He was had a, Jimmy Johnson a, or, or uh, Schellenberger or whatever his name was. It was, was Jimmy Johnson before him. Okay. He, he inherited just, he walked the Jimmy into Johnson a good program. situation and then he, yeah, he won a title and then it just all crashed yeah. very quickly. Was Erickson was the coach during 92, right? Right, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no way that that Miami team should get their get, should get their doors blown off by Alabama. Is Dennis a team Erickson, that they had crushed just a couple years prior? <laughs> is Dennis Erickson a just a Les Miles that the team actually like kept him around? Because Les Miles worked off his, the previous guy before him, the players he brought in. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Yeah. Who would you hire as a head coach? Yeah. Les Miles or Dennis Erickson? Oh, Les Miles. Okay. A hundred percent. But I still I'm not even hot on Les Miles. I know you're not, that's why I asked. Yeah. Uh Oregon State has nearly three times as many years with nine or more losses 
than nine <laughs> win finishes since joining the Pac-12 in 1979. That's a lot There's of numbers. There's too many nines. Too many nines in that statement. So they, so the number of nine or more lost seasons... And we're, we're talking is, about the, the number nine, not the German for no nine. Is three okay. times, mm-hmm. yes. Three it, times three is nine. Is three times more <laughs> than nine win finishes. Good okay. lord, that's bad. Since nine, nine lost seasons are bad, dude. That's that, that's, that's back when that's... the Pac-10 had nine teams. Oof. I don't know. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> God bless! <Nine>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, you know, I I, I, I don't like the number one choice. I think, but, you I know, think the verdict cool. of this is is it's a bad list. I think that we can, I, I would hate to do this two weeks in a row, but I think we can actually probably come together with a, with a better list. I don't know why Rutgers is not on there. Rutgers needs to be on the list. Top, easily top five, if not top Under two or three. Under any yeah. metric, yeah. Rutgers should be on there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, there's got to be teams that we're not even thinking. Baylor, like Baylor, is you know they had uh, Art, Art Bryles, and then he had complete lack of institutional control, right. just letting his players rape and and pillage right. the entire campus. I think Arizona has been a, a team that's just had Arizona's little to no been succeed, bad to success. Yeah, there's there's a lot of teams that are. I mean, has has Pitt been good since Dan Marino or her, like? You want to go hey, Pitt? Dan Marino, come to Pitt. <laughs> both of you, both of you came immediately. That is a deep dive. That right. is a deep dive. Good for both of you. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. God, that's like a year ago on this show. Yeah. Hey, this is Dan Marino, come to Pitt. Oh, my God. Fans of the show will no, recognize what just happened. The answer happened. is no, they haven't been very good. Um, yeah, it's like... Part of it is how you define Maryland. I mean, Maryland is yeah. I I mean, like I look at I look at Mississippi State as a place that by so I think that this list is playing the result and saying that oh it's difficult to win because these places don't. Um, I kind of look at it differently. It's like it's Mississippi State is a difficult place to win at. But people have, um, so it's possible. I mean, in the in the last, if we're talking ten years, I'm going to say, yeah, it depends on what your version of success is. Is it a conference title? Is it winning your division? Is it winning the national championship? Going to a bowl game? Yeah. If, yeah. if any of those mm-hmm. answers are the case, then the other six teams in the SEC West could be on this team over yeah. the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also true. Very true. So uh, the same with um, whoever's on, you know, Ohio State side of the bracket in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're Michigan and you can't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. Quite frankly, anybody in the Big Ten whose name is not Michigan, Penn State, or Ohio State, like, think about how difficult it is to win at Michigan State. Agreed. Yeah. Appar- well, we're we're <laughs> going to see this uh, this season because apparently they have the second best defense in the country according to ESPN or Chris Lowe. They say that every year. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They do, and they and they'll so they'll go on to lead, lose seventeen to thirteen. Is and, what and, it, do and it takes a block punt in the last three seconds to beat Michigan. Yeah. Well, so in conclusion, lists are always dumb. Yes. Nobody knows how to write them but us. Um, we <laughs> will be coaching Kansas in the next three years. Rock Chalk is going to be great. Hey, uh, but, <laughs> but next week we are we are going to do the top ten list of foot stuff. <laughs> Things you can do with the foot. Well, it's just going to be left big toe, right pinky. Oh, yeah. I mean, then what? Mm -hmm. Well, top 10, top top 10 toes. What are you doing to those toes? Let's do top 10 toes. What are you doing to those toes, though? I'll tell you off air. I am so uncomfortable right now. (laughs) We're going to list the top 10 toes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, surely one of the big toes is is one or two, right? Those big toes got to be number one, number two. I don't know. It depends on. I mean, they they give you the balance. If yeah, without them, you'd uh-huh. fall down pretty much. Mm-hmm. Guys, I think I think underrated uh, somebody that should be looked at for at least top five consideration is second toe longer than big toe. Oh, that weirds me out. I don't want to do that foot stuff with, with that type. Of I think foot. I think Hankins no has that too. If I if I ew, remember, ew, put a sock on that. Um, wouldn't it be funny if you had top <laughs> ten? Wouldn't it be fun if you had top ten toes, but like three was Rutgers? Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. 
<laughs> Throw the flag, episode 76. We'll toe be back up from with the flow up. Mm-hmm. Toe up from the flow up. Uh, th- Ooh, that is good. the name of this that episode. Very good. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. TTFnetwork.com. Patreon.com slash TTF. Thanks for listening. Right Thanks here. for contributing. ladies out there. I got my boy Sean Hall. B. Jitty. And myself. J. Mark. BJ. Let suck your toes. I beat it all across the floors. I'll show her naked at your door. Baby girl, you already know. Let a nigga suck your toes. I beat it all across the floors. I'll show her naked at your door. Baby girl, you already know. Let a nigga suck your toes. Baby, let me suck your toes. Hey, man, you already know. J-Mart, yeah, I'm in this thing I'm fucking brand new thing I'ma lick your pinky toe And see how far I go Hey, welcome to the uh, Hey, the Jalen show Sit back so you can relax Cause you know I'ma take it to the max I'ma take you on your highest flight So I can give you this dick all night Night the flows I'll show her naked at your door Baby girl you already know Let a nigga suck your toes I beat it all across the flows I'll show her naked at your door Baby girl you already know Suck your toes. Yeah, dick all night. Yeah, bitch, you heard it right. D Hard don't play no games. You been on them toe looking lanes. Just licking, baby, nothing too violent. Don't forget this Sean Island. Nasty for bitches ain't my type. But I'm still trying to give you the pipe. I'm just trying to one night. I ain't trying to make it my wife. B Jitty got the stang off right. J Mark give a dick all night. Ayy. Hey. Give a dick all night. Let a nigga suck your toes I beat it all across the floor I'll show her naked at your door Baby girl you already know Let a nigga suck your toes I 